Good morning and welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. I'm Pastor Roger and I'm here with you this morning with, what, tell me your name please. Hi, my name is Sienna and I'm glad you are here today. Yes, and I invited Sienna just so that, that here this morning so that we could see who all is worshiping with us today. Sienna, would you give us a scripture verse as we begin to worship? Sure. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And now, here we are. Let us give thanks to the Lord. Amen. We give thanks to the Lord. Let's worship God together. love you all and we miss you all and we are glad that we could be here this morning to lead you in worship this morning come all you weary come all you thirsty come to the well that never runs dry drink of the water come and thirst no more come all you For God so loves the world that he 
Come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting for God so loved the world. The Bible says that Jesus is the exact representation of God. That means that God didn't give us second best. He gave us his best. He gave us him. And we praise him this morning. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. And this morning when you're worshiping in your living room or in your kitchen or your dining room or wherever you are, we encourage you to invite him in this morning. He is a good God. Tell him that he's a good God. Tell him you love him. I love you. Oh, your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my hand I will 
Good morning. I wanted to share a word from Scripture with you this morning. And this comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Would you pray with me? Gracious and ever-loving God, we welcome you here this morning. We come here to praise you, to stand in your presence and just praise your holy name, to sing your praises, to hear your word, to hear your message. Lord God, may your Holy Spirit dwell within each of us on this day and every day. In Jesus' most holy name I pray. Amen. Can't hear you, Jamie.
Good morning. It's good to be with you again this Sunday morning, and I hope you're doing well. Hope you guys are having a great uh, day today already. Hope the Lord is blessing you, and we pray that you've had a great week. Uh, we're just one more week into this, and uh, hopefully one more week closer uh, to the time when we can be all back in the building together and uh, worshiping together. And uh, so we just want to welcome you and thank you for taking your time this morning to uh, worship with us. Uh, over the last several weeks, we've uh, had some informal polls. The first week we did an informal poll, I asked you to tell me uh, what you were having for breakfast. And uh, one person responded uh, with donuts. Uh, they, were having, they were going to get some donuts. Uh, last week, we asked how long it's been since you got your hair cut. And uh, so many of you responded to that, and uh, we had comment after comment on that. Uh, this week, uh, Sienna Bacon actually gave us the question of the day. And the question of the day is, during this time, what has been your family's favorite card game uh, that you played together? So comment that in the comment section this morning, and uh, we'll just enjoy uh, looking at your comments. Uh, family time is great to have together, and we hope that your families are spending uh, some good quality time together. As we t- talk about and think about uh, the moment of giving this morning, I just want to, again, tell you how blown away we are uh, with the faithfulness of God and with your faithfulness at continuing to give. Uh, it, the giving has been very strong. We have, uh, as I reported to you last week, uh, we have missions organizations and other organizations in this area and all over the world that we support. And we have not had to cut back on that at all. Uh, We have been able to keep up on those commitments because you have been doing, uh, been faithful to be uh, doing what God has has called you to do. And so we just want to encourage you this morning uh, to continue to do that. Uh, There are several ways that you can give. Pardon me. Excuse me this morning. There are several ways that you can give. Uh, the first and the, the one that people are using most often is our website. You can go to ctcde.net forward slash give, and uh, you can set up an account with Secure Give, and uh, they will take you through the process if you haven't already done that. And, again, as we said a couple of weeks ago, you can do that, do that as a one-time gift, or you can make it a recurring gift so that you don't even have to think about it anymore. And you can make the recurring gift at whatever interval uh, you choose, weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, however uh, you choose to do that. Uh, But again, we thank you for the faithfulness of, of, uh, of, for your faithfulness, and we rejoice in the faithfulness of God in all that he is doing and all that he will continue to do in us. As we prepare to give today, our team is going to lead us in some more worship in a few minutes. But would you bow uh, your head with me and pray uh, just for a moment? Father, we thank you again for your faithfulness and the way that you guide us and and watch over us. And we thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of your people. And, uh, Lord, we rejoice in what you're doing in the finances of our church. Uh, And, Lord, today uh, we just pray a special prayer for those who might be watching us who uh, are having a difficult time financially. Uh, Lord, I know that, that everyone... Uh, is not in the same boat necessarily, that we all have different situations. And, uh, Lord, some of us that are watching this morning might be unemployed, might be laid off, uh, might be cut back uh, severely. And so, God, I just pray by the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus that by supernatural sources that you would bless those that are watching this morning, that you would bless all the families of our church, uh, Lord, that they would see Uh, Lord, an increase in your faithfulness and in your blessing, uh, Lord, because of your great faithfulness and because of your love for us. We thank you, Lord, for 
what's going to happen on the other side of this. We thank you for sustaining us through this. And uh, God, we just rejoice in you and all that you are to us and all that we are to you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give today.
Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that you are God, that you are our source of strength and our source of power, our source of love. And Lord, we do want to go deeper. We do want to go further. And we do want to linger here with you. Lord, we ask you to be with us this morning as we worship you. We ask you to be with all those who are listening from home and watching from home. Bless every home. Bless every house that that is with us this morning. Bless every person. Lord, fill their hearts that they would know that they are not alone, that they are not isolated, but they are in your presence. Lord God, be with those who may be sick or suffering in any way and just send your spirit of healing upon them. And Lord, be with our pastor, Pastor Roger, as he brings the message that you have given him to bring to us on this day. Bless his words. Bless his message. Bless our ears and hearts as we hear it. And may your Holy Spirit ever dwell within us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. again, and it's good to be with you this morning. Um, I want to thank you for worshiping with us today and gathering together. I thank Sienna for uh, being here with us today. She's already left the building. She's gone to get her donut with pink frosting and sprinkles. But uh, it's so important for us to stay together, and I'm so glad that, um, you know, people of all ages, we are a church of all generations and, and a diverse uh, congregation and uh, so grateful. Give thanks to God for all of you who are here today. If if you were on Facebook, you noticed that, that our Facebook feed went down. Um, well, I'm not sure why, but hop over to ctcde.net forward slash live, and uh, uh, you can you can watch us from there. Uh, if you know know of people that are having trouble trying to get us on Facebook, send them a text or give them a phone call or whatever, and uh, tell them to come over to ctcde.net forward slash live. Our series, Tell Me Something Good, we're continuing that. I think this is a perfect time. People need to hear good news. Remember, uh, one, of the, one of the key verses for this series is Romans 1.16 that says, I am not ashamed of the good news of Jesus because it, that good news, is the power of God at work in our world today. We need to see God's power at work. And indeed, open your eyes. God is at work all around. I can't tell how many people uh, have said to me, God's up to something. I sense that. Other people sense that. And God is up to good work among us. And we need to hear that and we need to tell others that. Um, We know 
Some of us are already experiencing the grief of losing loved ones as a result of the coronavirus. I want to remind us all that the way in which we, especially here at Christ the Cornerstone, talk about following Jesus, we have five things that we focus on. Those have not changed. And especially when we get into moments of crisis, we need to we need to keep up these practices. The first one is love God. Embrace your friendship with God. Love God with your whole heart. The second thing is that we connect with others. We connect to God's family. We usually do that in small groups, but we need to go online with that. You need to pay attention to the people that you're connecting with as you're dealing with the daily stresses. The third thing we do is we go out from our homes however we can, even though we're prohibited from uh, a lot of activities. I tried. To, I went for a bike ride yesterday. I tried to go through a park. Uh, this entrance was blocked. That entrance was blocked. I, I thought, oh, there's one more entrance. Maybe. And then there was a police officer sitting right there. I guess I'm not going down that road <laughs> either. But I stayed on the roads and I had a good time. But we go out. Uh, we go out into the world, even though there might be limitations. We seek ways when we can trust God. Fourth, we continue to tell others the good news. Of Jesus, and finally, we commit ourselves to serve God, uh, to share generously the resources that God has. I thank God that uh, you, many of you, have continued to, to be generous with with serving God, uh, so that the church can be strong as we come through this. And we are. We've been able to give away thousands of dollars because of your faithfulness to help other people uh, through this. Uh, virus. We've been able to restore salaries or hours that, that we thought we would have to cut back. We did cut back on our salary and staff. But because of your generosity and God's providence to us, we are restoring uh, those uh, payments to, those, to the families who depend on our ministry together. So just because of the pandemic, we followers of Jesus, we have no reason to change how we relate to God and what we do. We commit, we commit to a relationship with God. We commit to a relationship with others in small groups. We serve others, we tell others, and we share generously. These remain constant, and they don't change. So I encourage you to continue doing these things wherever you are. Pastor Sharon and I have enjoyed having conversations during this season with uh, with other people, asking the question, what is it about Jesus that is good news for you? And today we'll hear another one of those stories from one of our church leaders. Darren Warders is one of our lay elders, and uh, he worships, his family worships here at the Bear Campus. But before we get to Darren's story, I want us to read a few verses from the book of Matthew. To give us an overall picture of the book of Matthew, I want us to look at Chapter 4, verse 23. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. It's just the very beginning of the story of Jesus as Matthew tells it. And Jesus has just called his first disciples together in the section before verse 23. And then verse 23 says, Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee. He did three things. He, he was teaching in the synagogues. And he was announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. These are the things that Jesus did. 
And these are the things that we as the body of Christ, Jesus is still doing these things. And these are three things, that, and, and they are part of the five things that I, I just rehearsed over and over. I want us to do something else. Turn over to, to chapter 9 in the book of Matthew. And just in case you, you thought, well, that's just one little verse. It's not very important. What, what, what significance does that have? Let's read verse 35 of chapter 9. Again, Jesus has been teaching. He has been healing. The section just before uh, verse 35 in chapter 9, we read these words. Uh, at thir- verse 35. Again, Matthew says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. The same words, Matthew says, he repeats it. This is what Jesus does. This is what the body of Christ is about doing in our world today. Jesus is still doing these things. Uh, Matthew repeats that twice. And now let's go to chapter 17. Chapter 17, verses 14 through 20. And we're going to read one of those experiences where Jesus has healed uh, one of those, one kind of those, of the sickness and disease or the illness and disease that he described, that Matthew described he would do earlier. Matthew chapter 17, starting with verse 14. It says, At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. Some translations use the word He has epilepsy. He continues, he often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. And then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy. And it left him. And from that moment, the boy was well. Now, after the disciples asked, afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If I had if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. I guess I read an extra verse there. We're going to talk about that in a moment, but now I want us to hear Darren Warder's story. We tried to get a, a video. Uh, Pastor Sharon and I uh, met with, sat down and did a, a, a Zoom interview with with Darren, we had some trouble, technical difficulty with that. So you're just going to have to pay attention to my story. Perhaps we have some pictures of the family that, that they sent to us while I'm telling this story. Darren is married to Kim. They have an older son, Adrian, and a daughter, Annabelle. And there's Annabelle right there, beautiful for her. Looks like her sixth birthday, I think. I can't count six candles on that. Beautiful girl. Look at that smile. And they have a younger son named Caleb. 
Several years ago, Annabelle would say to her father, Daddy, I'm scared. And Darren didn't quite understand what she meant by that, what, was, what that was about. Um, and, and now and then he heard it. And one day he heard it again. And these, I'm quoting Darren. She said, Daddy, I'm scared. And he said, I came into her room and I asked her, Annabelle, do you trust me? I love that question. Dads, <laughs> ask your children if they trust you. Be a trustworthy father. So Darren asked her, Annabelle, do you trust me? She said, yes. And then Darren led her through uh, some, some statements of asking her, Annabelle, do you trust in Jesus? Do you have faith in Jesus? Do you believe in God? Do you believe that you need Jesus? And we kind of went through a, a repentance of sin and things that Darren had learned about as, on his own walk with God. And just, he says, just kind of blanketing everything from general curses to just whatever the Holy Spirit put on his mind. And he asked her, Annabelle, tell me what's going on. And she pointed up to the corner of her room and said that there was a black image there. So Darren, he said he spoke with authority, with the authority of Christ, and told that evil that it needed to leave. From there, he said, I turned from that corner and I blessed the room. I blessed the house and I came against any evil oppression with Jesus authority in the house, the authority of Christ, any oppression against her. He says, when we got done commanding uh, and we said together in Jesus name, we pray. Amen. He says, Annabelle shot her a look of amazement. And then she said, Daddy, as soon as you said in Jesus name, amen, I felt a tingle in my spine and it came up out of my shoulders. And it was just, you know, I could feel the room felt a little lighter. From there on, Darren says, we worked through it a couple other times. She was she had been having issues with school. And they were wanting to put Annabelle on medication for ADHD. And Darren remembers uh, that Annabelle couldn't remember even the beginning of sentences that she was reading. And so he said, Annabelle, let's pray. And so he would work together and he'd go through the room. And she was, she was uh, following him and trusting him in those things. He said, we worked with her a couple of minutes or a couple of different times on different issues that she was having. And uh, then later we got a letter in the mail from the school that it was parent and teacher conference time. But this letter said to Darren and to Kim, we, we see no need to meet with Annabelle. She's doing great work. Keep up the good work. And Darren observed that even her shyness in church now, she still doesn't have a lot of words to say. She's still very shy. But now she'll say hi to people. She'll hug people. And he can see just a change in her countenance. Now, as Darren reflects on that timeline, he reflects even back farther. He said about four years earlier, about when Annabelle was eight, or, or uh, she was about eight when they did this, so she was about four or five at the time that it was. That's when she, he began noticing her make statements like, Daddy, I'm scared. And it was just that 
when he heard it. Usually we think everything's good with our children. But then when he he started paying attention to these answers, um, he kind of feels bad about that, uh, getting busy in, in, in lives, in their lives. But God said, pay attention to this. Annabelle was even staying awake late at night because she was scared to go to sleep because of that black image that she would see in her room. No wonder she was having trouble in school because of the fear that she would face. Um, And Darren says she was manipulated as well, and she uh, was given a threat by that black thing that if she told mom and dad uh, any or anything, uh, she would be scared. Uh, and so that thing scared her. All these things were things that Darren and his and and uh, Kim missed. But as they went through these things, uh, they realized that they needed to take action against the spirit or whatever darkness was coming into their into their home. And he says, "I've I've witnessed this with my daughter and also with many people with the people that I pray with, whether it's at a gas station or at work." Just believing, taking the authority and applying it and believing it. I admire Darren and Kim for the spiritual leadership that they are giving to their children and their family. And God, we ask you in this moment to even bless this family right now. And God, I pray for all families right now that are wondering, Lord, we don't know what's happening in our life. We don't know why we can't. Do this or do that. And if there is any evil in the homes, in the name of Jesus, I cast it out. Satan has no authority over the homes of his people. And God wants to do powerful and mighty works in our lives. But Jesus is the one in whose name all power and authority and dominion are are placed by God. Amen. I like how Darren is spiritually sensitive. I like how Darren is playing the role of what he's doing in spiritual leadership as the role of husband and father. Just like the father in, in the scripture brought his daughter or went to Jesus on behalf of his child. We all need to submit ourselves to God. Now, in the story of Matthew, Jesus uses this experience to point out the lack of faith of his disciples. This is one of the places where we see where we see Jesus frustration, his disappointment with his disciples. And the question that Jesus asks are very important. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? You can hear the frustration that Jesus has. And he says, bring the boy to me. And and as a father, I relate to Jesus in this as a, as a man, I guess I relate to Jesus in this times that I get frustrated even with my family or with or even even with 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 people in the church sometimes uh, and other things. That's a a confession I'm sorry to make. Uh, I get frustrated and give it to me. Let, Let me do it. And I am not saying that I am the most faithful person because I know that people have gotten frustrated with me. And, uh, well, I'll just do it on my own. Pastor Roger's not doing it. We can feel the frustration of the Father. We can feel the frustration of Jesus. And Jesus says, you have not had enough faith. That's a tough question. That's a tough statement. 
And this passage challenges us. I was asked this week, am I not being healed because I lack faith? That is a tough question. And, and it's difficult for me to, to, to absolutely know the mind of Christ. Sometimes it might be a lack of faith. Sometimes it might not be a lack of faith. Sometimes it just might be God's, God's timing that is not right for us. I don't understand all of the things of God. And I think when we get in these situations and we're not experiencing the providence or the healing or whatever it is that we've asked God to do, it might not always be a lack of faith. But I do think that we need to listen to God. And I think it's a question worth asking. And Jesus challenges us with this. You have you, you, you lack faith. And then Jesus gives us this mustard seed example. If you only had faith the size of a mustard seed, to be honest, I have no idea what that means. How do you measure faith? How do you imagine or how do I acquire even the faith of a mustard seed? I think what Jesus is saying, just have faith and trust in me. In me. Is our world not being healed because we lack faith? Jesus simply says, you don't have enough faith. Well, if I had a mustard seed here on the table, you wouldn't even be able to see it with the camera. It would be too small. There is some good news in this story that we see as Jesus goes through this. The boy is made well. Jesus is good news because he gives us power over spiritual powers. We don't know why. We know that Jesus brings this power into our homes. Jesus allows us to have his power with us, around us, through us, in the places where we go. And he calls us to have faith that when we are in these places, his power is with us. That is good news. When we go, remember Carolyn a couple of weeks ago, went, went to Costco and she pulled in the parking lot. She saw the line and the people lined up with their masks. And she saw on people a look of panic on their faces. And Carolyn felt that panic. But Jesus' power was with Carolyn. She didn't get in line that day. She came back home. She said, I'll do it another day. But Jesus is with us in what we do. He brings us his power into our homes and into our places. And the third good news that this gives us is Jesus brings his power into our families' lives, into our relationships, into the, into the people that we love. His power is here. His power allows us forgiveness. His power allows us reconciliation because he reconciles us with God so that all of our sins are forgiven. And he gives us power to forgive those around us, whether or not they ask for forgiveness. We can still forgive them through the power of Jesus. I had an experience where, where I, I was upset and I had to forgive somebody. Somebody reminded me, you have to forgive. And I said, oh, forgiveness is easy. Well, we got to continue to work on this. Because of the power of God, we can forgive others. So how can we apply this situation to today? As we face our current pandemic and all of its challenges, we ask Jesus for healing Ask Jesus to heal us. Ask Jesus to heal our land. Ask Jesus to, to heal us. We pray for protection from evil in a few minutes as we say the Lord's Prayer before we receive communion together. 
And by the way, if you haven't already gathered some bread and some juice, uh, get that. But still listen to me. Take the phone with you as you're listening to me. In the Lord's Prayer, we say, protect us, keep us from evil. It is by the power of God that we do that. And the third place where we can apply this is to keep our focus on Jesus. He is the one who brings the power of God to us. I am not ashamed of the good news of Jesus because that good news is the power of God at work bringing salvation to all people. And we who are faithful need to keep our eyes and rely upon Jesus. As we receive communion this morning, it is an opportunity for us to reflect on our own faith. Where is your faith? Are you placing your faith in Jesus and the power that he gives to us? Confess your sins. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry that I have not had faith in you. I've been relying on something else to help me through this. So as we receive communion or you share communion in your own home this morning, ask yourself, where is my faith? And I invite you to place it in Jesus. Here's how we'll take communion together as you gather a bread, a piece of bread for each person. I saw on Facebook yesterday, one of our children was baking bread for the family, making small loaves of bread for each person. Keith, I hope you're watching this morning and thank you for doing that for your family. And it's so important. But if you're not in Keith's home this morning, go find a piece of bread and gather some juice. Uh, you decide if it's juice or wine, whoever's at your table will share it together. I'm going to, Pastor Sharon and I are going to uh, pr- offer a prayer of consecration, a prayer of blessing. I'm asking God to bless the, the, the bread and the juice that is in your home. And then you may serve each other in your home while the praise team sings a song and uh, we'll share in communion together. But before we get to that point, Pastor Sharon, I'll ask you to you, you to come. Well, in just a minute, I'm going to pray, and then and then uh, we'll begin to uh, we'll kind of change the set a little bit, and I'll I'll, I'll bring uh, bring Sharon up here. We'll say the affirmation of faith, the Lord's prayer, and then we'll continue with communion. So let's prepare to receive communion this morning. Let me end with a prayer, dear Heavenly Father, as we move and transition and come to you this morning in our homes, help us, help us, Jesus, come and be present with us. Give us the faith even the smallest amount, so that you can, we can see you, your power working in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Will you say with me, uh, the Apostles' the Apostles' Creed will have it on the screen for you. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let's pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today your daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We remember that night when Jesus was betrayed that he took the bread He gave thanks to God for the bread. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. And he said, Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup. He lifted it up. He gave thanks to God for the cup of suffering. He gave it to his disciples and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many. For the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so it is in remembrance of you and your mighty acts in Christ that we we come to you this morning, God. We ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, upon our homes, upon all who are gathering with us today in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bless the bread and the juice that reminds us, causes us to remember who you are, to bring your salvation as a current and a present reality into our lives today. We ask you to bless us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, as the praise team leads and continues to lead in song, please serve one another in your homes.
Jesus, we give you thanks for giving yourself to us in this way. Thank you for not being bound by separation and technology, but God, your presence is with us wherever we are. Thank you for dispersing the church throughout the world this morning. We give you praise and glory. Now, God, we go forth from here, loving you, serving others, giving generously. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, before you go, we'd love for you to take a couple of steps. We'd love for you to to uh, uh, use the Connect card. You can, uh, you can share uh, prayer requests. Let us know that you are here. You can text us at that uh, text number or email us. Or again, comment and uh, connect with us through Facebook. So glad that you're here today. May God bless you.